Generation Church, based in the beautiful Rex Theater in the heart of downtown Pensacola, Florida. Our hope is that today's teaching will encourage and equip you to be firm in faith, to fulfill the call of God in your life, and to finish well. Grab your Bible, open up your notes app, and let's dive in. Hey everybody, welcome to the Rap Party, where we dive a little deeper into Sunday's message. Man, this is the first one of the year, and I'm excited because it feels like it's been a long time since we've had one of these. Uh, But Pastor Ray here today with Pastor Taylor, he just kicked off our new series for this new year called The Red Letters, where we're looking at teaching straight from the words of Jesus and encounters that he had during his ministry. What better place is there to start than looking at the living word, Jesus? So, Pastor Taylor, why don't you remind us about what you talked about today, and we'll have a conversation about it. Yeah, so we decided um, as a team that, uh, you know, what better way to kick off the year, you know, with something that we've been diligent with as a church, but is our season of prayer and fasting uh, at the beginning of every year, and just a way of, of giving God our first, you know, not only as individuals and individual Christians, but as a church family, and so... Uh, we decided to kick off the year and look at specifically what Jesus says about fasting and what he teaches about that subject. And there's, you know, there's quite a few, um, you know, different experiences or things that Jesus had where fasting is related to it. But there's really only two places where he actually teaches or is in a discussion about fasting. And so that's what we looked at today. Uh, We looked at Matthew 6, uh, 16 through 18, and really just what uh, he was teaching on on fasting. Awesome. Uh, So I thought maybe to kick it off here, um, what does fasting, prayer and fasting look like to Pastor Taylor? Yeah. So uh, (laughs) if you had asked me that question maybe 10 years ago, I would have probably had a different definition, um, or maybe a little (laughs) longer than that. But uh, I mentioned this in the message, but I grew up Catholic and so a practice of Catholicism is Lent, uh, and that's basically just where you give up something um, for 40 days. And, and then, uh, and I'm sure there's a lot of people that's in that faith that, that do combine that with prayer and combine that with seeking the Lord, uh, but I never did. And so that kind of uh, persuaded this experience of when it came to fasting uh, to really have the wrong perspective from the get-go. Like, in my mind, it just seemed like uh, foreign or it seemed pointless or horrible to right. consider starving myself or mm-hmm. not eating. Um, but if you are out there and you're interested in a good resource that might can introduce you to the discipline of fasting, uh, Pastor Jensen Franklin's got a book, and it's called Fasting. And... Uh, what he, what that book challenged me to do ten years ago was not look at anything in the category of fasting, other than food. Right. Um, if you look at the word fasting and break it down, it's broken down into two words, which is no food. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, you know, with that, uh, it kind of sent me down a different direction. You know, helping me get out of maybe that Lent mindset. Mm-hmm. And I'm not gonna. St- you know, try to say that, yeah, it's not wrong to fast social media or to fast, you know, video games. If there's anything that has taken a place in your life, um, maybe it's even routine working out or whatever that has taken a place in your life that you're unwilling to let go of in pursuit of God, then I would 
probably say that maybe you should take some time away from that and replace that with prayer, studying the word and pursuing God. But to me, when it comes to fasting, um, what other thing in life uh, brings the most satisfaction other right. than food? Yeah. I mean, mm -hmm. you could literally lose your life if you don't eat. Um, and so the practice of being able to say, uh, for a time, I'm going to, as the Old Testament says, afflict myself, yeah. um, but allow God to purge uh, maybe some toxicity or things that maybe I've allowed to creep in uh, and refill it with his presence. Um, that is the idea of fasting is to just realign short answers to yeah. just realign with God again. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, I just I, I want to add I've I've gone through the the fasting book by Jensen Franklin a few yeah. times and it is really a big help. So if yeah. if you guys are like new to fasting or maybe you don't understand it too well, take a look at that book because it is really helpful. And then also in my own life, I've learned that I can't just fast social media or news intake, you know, yeah. politics or whatever. Like I have to partner it with food. Yeah. But there is an also an element of disconnecting from the world that I do as well. And, and both of those combined just sort of supercharges, um, getting rid of the world and getting close yeah. to God and spirit. Um, so you said something in your message that really stood out to me. You said that if you give up something without a spiritual component, you're just hurting yourself. And then you said that we need to have the right motive and the right heart. And I, I think you've kind of touched on it a little bit, but can you talk about what the right yeah. motives and the right heart is behind fasting? Right. And I, I think it's found in, in this chapter, you know, I think chapter six of Matthew is a popular chapter, I would say. Um, but for some reason it all just kind of lined up and, you know, looking at how just these two verses are kind of nestled in, you know, his teaching on giving his teaching on prayer. And we're going to, I don't, know if that's where we're focusing on the prayer talk uh, specifically, but so I don't want to give a lot of it away, but the same theme that Jesus is teaching on in fasting in terms of not like putting it in people's faces or, mm -hmm. you know, anointing and washing your face and not doing what the Pharisees did. He also says the same thing about giving yeah. and prayer. Mm -hmm. You know, he says in giving, to not let your right hand know what your left hand is doing. He says in prayer, don't stand up in a chair, stand, you know, on a street corner and, and pray like the Pharisees do, mm -hmm. but in the confines of your closet or, you know, and so it speaks intimacy. Yeah. And, and so <clears throat> I got that, what, what you're asking, uh, read that in a commentary and that reading that is kind of what made all of this kind of come to life. And it's like, it's a little easier to see with fasting than it is with prayer or with giving because there's a lot of generous people out there. And I don't know how many conversations you have with people. You know, I think one of the biggest questions that maybe someone that either is atheist or um, is on the fence, one of their main questions is like, well, why does good things happen to bad or bad things happen to good people mm -hmm. or is good people going to go to hell? And, and really it's like, when you know that the Bible says that not one is good, yeah. but then on earth through the standards of earth and what people see, you can be incredibly generous financially and giving people money, but be completely far from God. Mm -hmm. And it's the same with fasting. And so that was really the point that I was trying to get across is, is 
we are spiritual beings. But when we're born, we're born into the natural and we're apart from God because of Adam's sin. Mm -hmm. And so when we allow Jesus to invade our hearts, bring salvation into our hearts, we become supernatural beings. But there's still with our sinful nature is a way to live apart from that. So that was really what I what I was trying to to get across to us today was that, you know, fasting without prayer is just a diet. Fasting without a pursuit of God, you know, when you think about Jesus being tempted, which isn't the first ex- example of fasting with Jesus, mm-hmm. he doesn't teach on it. But what was the first thing that the devil tempted him with? Food, Food yeah, and power, you know, mm-hmm. and you realize like, well, apart from God, all of this can work, mm-hmm. but it's not worth it and it won't last. Right. And with God, with the prayer, with the pursuit makes it supernatural, which then increases our influence mm-hmm. for the kingdom, not just for popularity or reputational sense. Right. So, yeah, that's really good. Um, just the thought of, you know, you don't have to be a Christian to, Uh, be generous and give. You don't have to be a Christian necessarily to pray. You know, there's plenty of non-Christians who, who pray in a a God that they believe in um, or, or they trust in themselves. You know, it it could be a form of prayer. Um, And then the same thing you talked about in your message, you know, intermittent fasting is the the newest health craze. And yeah, it might have benefit for your body, but in all of those areas without God, it's not what it could be. You know, it's, it's good at best, um, but it could be so much more, and and it can be exactly what God desires it to be with His presence there with us. Yeah, because when you think about it, and just on the the topic of intermittent fasting, yes, it could be good for you, and yes, it could get you in shape or lose weight. But what happens to that body when you die? Yeah, you know it doesn't go to heaven with you. Mm-hmm. You know, and so when you're apart from God and you're negating that spiritual component. Um, the fuel or your faith, then you're kind of just spinning your tires. Yeah. It's like what the apostle Paul says, like physical exercise is kind of meaningless unless you have spiritual exercises that you do as well, which fasting is a discipline that you say is a lost art. And I agree. Um, So you kind of ended your message talking about the verse (laughs) from Proverbs uh, that says, taste and see that the Lord is good. And you said something, you said, God is the ultimate source that can satisfy us more than anything we can eat. So can you kind of maybe touch a little bit again on this taste and see, which you talked about is perceiving that God is the thing that we need. Well, you know, so like I had mentioned, I've been kind of chewing on that verse for a while and uh, I didn't share it in the first service, but uh, in our group on Mondays, we were talking about in, in Rich Holst. Holskinick is the one that said it, but he said that um, you either feed your flesh at the expense of your spirit or feed your spirit at the expense of your flesh. And so what that means is like, if I feed my flesh, my spirit's going to be weak. If I feed my spirit, uh, my flesh is going to be weak. I think I said that right. So, and that's what you want. Like, you don't want your flesh to be like Mm -hmm. raging and controlling you. You want your spirit to be in that sense. And that's what fasting is. And I think uh, in large part, like when you fast, you're hungry, Mm -hmm. food satisfies you. And so, yeah, 
King David's not talking about fasting particularly, but when you hear the phrase taste and see that he is good, and then it's followed up with blessed is the man who takes refuge in him, you could only imagine that apart from that, you'll never be satisfied, right? right? It's the verses we shared at the beginning. You know, those who hunger, right? It's that same kind of thought, that Mm -hmm. same arena that those who hunger and thirst for righteousness will be satisfied, meaning that there's nothing on this earth, in this life, that you could fill yourself with that'll satisfy you like God. Right. And I think that's the biggest message is so that when you perceive or you make known in your life and you buy into it that you've had all you need all along, then that's the fuel to fast. So. Yeah, awesome. Thanks, Pastor Taylor, for your message this morning and the preparation you put into it. Um, I really hope that it encourages us all to take fasting seriously. You know, if you've never actually fasted with um, eliminating some f- food in some fashion, we really challenge you to do that and and not just skip a meal or whatever, but replace it with prayer and a desire to be in God's will. Um, So tune in next week as we continue this new series. We're excited for all the things God has planned for us in this new year. We pray that you would be blessed and have a great week. But for today, that's a wrap. Thanks for hanging out with us at Generation. You can connect with us on Facebook or Instagram at Generation Pensacola or go to the website at generationpensacola.com and from wherever you download your podcasts. If today's teaching impacted you, We'd love to hear about it, so please drop us a note.